Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Well, (laughs) what a week. What a week. Seriously. Hey guys, welcome to Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. And I have been evacuated for a week. She's been evacuated for a week. And staying with Brooke. Mm -hmm. The fire was about two, two miles above my house. Uh, Three. Three. A little over three miles. Yeah, three miles. Up from your house. Up from my house. And so I was evacuated on Wednesday. Uh, you never know what to take when you're evacuated. Yeah. It's like a panic mode. So you start just taking your clothes, your underwear. Yeah, some stuff to I wear. I was debating bringing my, my vibrator. Yeah, that was the text that she sent. <laughs> you guys, should I be bringing my vibrator or all these pictures of my kids when they were young? <laughs> You can only take one thing. What's it going to be? <laughs> I remember I was going through my closet and I thought, well, what's irreplaceable? Uh, that leather jacket was really expensive. And I kept thinking, great, I'm going to have no clothes. I'm just going to have underwear and a leather jacket in my, my vibrator. <laughs> no. But uh, so took a bunch of stuff, went to Brooke's house. She lives a, a town out. And... Then the next day, they were hearing that it was moving, and they were evacuating Scotts Valley, which freaked me out. So Thursday was a really rough day. But uh, Brooke's assistant was in town, because Brooke was supposed to go away over the weekend to FitCon. And they go, okay, well, let's just go to your house right now. So we ran back to my house. Colby came, uh, Brooke's videographer, and they were so awesome. They got all of my albums and my pictures and 
just important stuff. My dad's cowboy hat, you know, stuff that you just and can't all replace. The, all the things that Jordan's made you. Yeah, all the things that my kids have made me. So it was awesome. They were very helpful. And I went and stored it in my friend's uh, garage. And just been here ever since. Yeah, and they, you know, they evacuated all of Scotts Valley mm-hmm. west of, right? the of the freeway, of the freeway, which I live right on the other on side. On the other side. <laughs> so we were worried because we thought, oh my gosh, now we're both going to be homeless. Yeah, because it really was like kind of inevitable. Yeah. Uh, the first like probably four days or more, mm-hmm. um, they were extremely understaffed when it came to having anyone like fighting the fire. Yeah. No equipment. And we still had really bad weather, perfect weather for creating more fires. Right. <laughs> and right. it was moving so fast. The smoke was so bad. And they just slowly were going city by city, you know, town by town, evacuation, full evacuation. Yeah. And so I kept putting off going to FitCon thinking like, so I supposed to leave Wednesday. And then we changed my flight to Thursday morning. But then just from how it was Wednesday morning to Wednesday evening, I was like, okay, well, let's just wait till the morning. And see where see where things are before I leave. Yeah, and then we did that, and it was apocalyptic. <laughs> it was crazy here. Yeah. Um. So we moved my changed my flight again, and I just kind of had to call everyone at FitCon and call Keaton and Dallin and Dana and just say, you know, I I think I need to you know stay a little bit longer. Um. I was trying to like hold on to the possibility of going out either flying out Friday. Um. They even wanted me to come, even if I can only come for Saturday. They're like, just come out for Saturday. But, and I called my parents. I was like, dad, like when I was trying to figure out that morning, like, what do I do? And he was like, honestly, just go. He's like, if the fire's going to take it, it's going to take it. And I was like, well, dad, what about the things that I could save? Like my cars. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I have my, my BMW, but I just bought that, that van. Well, and I I think you two are also worried about leaving me here. Oh, 100 To deal with all of it. 100%. I was thinking like... Which made me how, feel bad. How <laughs> fucked up would that be if I'm just like, bye. <laughs> I would have been okay with it. Hey, um, I just if <laughs> it comes to my house, I know that if it's getting to my house, that that means it's... My house is gone. Your house is gone. Hey, but could you save my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I While I'm it. gone? I would have done it. Yeah, so I didn't go. Um, it's been an interesting <laughs> week. Well, then we got an alert that they thought there were going to be more because the original fires were caused by dry lightning, which we never get here. Never. Yeah. And I remember going out, I think it was Friday night when they were going because my daughter was driving back from Big Sur. They had gotten stuck in it. And I was just standing at my window. The power was out and just watching this lightning, you know, come down. And it was like, oh, shit, there's definitely going to be fires from this thing. So there was a there was a warning that we were going to get another, hey, Maggie, that we were going to get another set of uh, dry lightning. So we're looking at Brooke's house and the whole roof is covered in dry leaves. Yeah, everywhere. Because <laughs> everywhere. of the storm. Because of the storm and her gutters and everything. So we ended up having to her assistant, Devin, and myself and her, we all went out there with, the neighbors were so great. They brought over ladders and a blower which yeah. actually you swept most of the roof. I they brought the blower the over roof. at the very end. <laughs> but the smoke was so thick. We just were, I mean, it was, it was awful. It was bad. But we got it all done. Yeah. So, so far right now. Saying, who needs, who, who needs, needs a partner? Who, who needs, needs men? men? <laughs> we can do it. We can do this ourselves. Um, But we've, for, so far, uh, things are looking a lot better. The weather is 
working out a lot better than it has been. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first time, we've untaped my front door. We I had taped my front door <laughs> shut because it's like more of an old antique door, and the smoke was just so bad that, and we knew we were like we were kind of be stuck in this house, kind of waiting it out to kind of see what we have to do or what um, you know how much worse or better it gets, and it was very hard on our lungs. Yeah, the air <laughs> so quality hard. was really, really awful. So we tried to just, you know, keep that door taped shut because it's older and it has like definitely spaces on the side, on all sides of it. Um, and then run the exhaust fans in the bathroom, That's trying right. to like suck some air out of the house. <laughs> but so far we're doing a lot better. Front door's untaped. Um, <laughs> air quality is better. Air quality is better. And this is actually going to come out next Tuesday. So yes. it's Wednesday right now. So it's hopefully going to be even better by that time. Yeah. This is a little, this will be a little bit behind, but, um, yeah, that's a quick update. It's been a crazy week. And and I think at this point it's only, I think Eric said it, he heard it was 15% contained. So I just may never go home. (laughs) I'm going to be the person on your couch for, you know. At least a couple of weeks till I, I have to get out. Too. Yeah, that's the other thing. Brooke sold her house. So she has till like the second week of September, I think. Something like that. Something like that. So we might both be homeless. Anybody yeah. want to take us in? Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? Anyone? Uh, but yeah, things are looking up. Um, but that still mean, that still doesn't mean that there have been, I don't know if I'm, my words are coming out correctly. There have just been a lot of people that have lost everything. Exactly. And friends of ours. Yeah. So and everything, nothing. It's, it's pretty bad. We've seen a lot of photos of our friends' homes that are gone, just gone. Like a chimney, everything else gone. And that's, everybody keeps checking on me and I keep, you know, saying, I, I mean, my house is still standing and I have somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a shelter. Uh, so not camping, you'd not be camping. Oh my God, I'm a horrible you. camper. <laughs> you are such a bad camper. <laughs> I looked at Brooke the other day, or was it was yesterday. And I said, can you imagine if we were in a shelter right now? <laughs> oh God! We're like you and we wouldn't make we it. We wouldn't make it. <laughs> we wouldn't make it. So our hearts really do go out to those people that are really don't have anywhere to go, and you know. But the outpouring of the community has been great. Yeah, they've um, tons of volunteering, tons of you know, a little bit more difficult, probably more where we are because everything in our city is not open. You can't Shut drive down. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. We've literally seen cops pulling over cars that look like they might have tried to go somewhere to take more stuff out of their house. Yeah. And there's tons of looting. It's like there's been, I've read so many things about um, people, you know, stealing stuff. I saw there was an article about this car that they actually ended up catching them and um, arresting them. But that's what they were doing. They were going out around like Felton and all these areas that are completely evacuated and stealing stuff. Horrible. Including shame on including, you, looters. Including fire, um, fire. Yeah, they broke into like a, a fire, fire marshal truck, truck and stole or whatever. Some guy's and, wallet and yeah, emptied all of his emptied accounts. his bank accounts. Horrible. It's insane. So well, and then it's COVID. So they have a picture of the guy that they think that it is, but he literally has a, a bandana on. on. So yeah, who knows? But um, next time, you know, as things move on, we'll we'll definitely share some information of what's happening here in Santa Cruz and Scotts Valley and Fountain and all the areas. But so yeah. far we're still just playing the waiting game, but things seem to be getting better. Um, next up, we weather are going permi- to- permitting, <laughs> Gina, weather, be weather, permitting. weather permitting. Okay. So fires are happening people. And we know 
we're like, you know, sheltered in place. Basically Gina's out of her house and all we can do is like, we'd sit and turn the news on. We'd wait for this live interview. that's going to be on at six o'clock or we'd watch the morning one or, you know, we're trying to watch and keep up today on the different Santa Cruz Instagram pages that were created for people to kind of be in the know. But even then, it's a lot of waiting. It's a lot of not understanding why they're choosing to do things the way that they're doing it. For instance, um, you just never quite know where we are. You never quite know, you know, and they're continuing to evacuate areas and the smoke is awful. Right. And yet there's a lot of people that are just saying, well, they're evacuating this area but I haven't and even be ready. I haven't even seen any fire. And then you have people that aren't even in that area and they're evacuating it. And then they're the ones, you know, frantic, calling the police, trying to figure out if they're going to be evacuated. <laughs> right. You know, people spreading <laughs> rumors around. About oh, there being, were a lot of rumors about being around. evacuated. Yeah. And um, but so Gina's friend, you can probably tell the story. Gina's friend is a what uh, position husband, does he have? Her husband's a, a fire captain. Captain. Yeah. And he just, you know, shed a little light on the situation with, in regard to kind of one of the big reasons why things weren't contained faster. And it's because there were, oh, there were less than 600 firefighters working in this area. Yeah. He said to put it in perspective, usually they have four engines for, to cover 20, 25 homes. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's like maybe the water that they have. Yeah. And she said to put it in perspective, they were, they had four engines per 150 homes. So there's, there just wasn't enough probably manpower. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming how many people are on the fire engine. I'm sure there's people out there that understand this more than I do. And I'm just making these assumptions cause I don't know, or maybe it's the water or something, but it just to put it in perspective, that's how many more they had to cover with just the four engines yeah, they just that didn't they have, had. They didn't have equipment. Yeah. And not only did they not have enough engines, they didn't have any of the equipment that you needed to create lines. Right. So right? my sisters, our, our family has hardware stores that are all local, all through the Valley and then through Scotts Valley. And they were out of, I think it was called a McLeod or something like that. And so my two sisters drove to Sacramento to load up as many as they could get and then drove down and then they were allowed access into the evacuation zone to go drive those to the firefighters that were in Ben Lomond and Boulder Creek. And they said that they were just the firefighters almost looked like they were going to cry. They were so happy to just have equipment, you know, that they're just standing around with not being able to do anything because they don't have the equipment mm-hmm. that they needed. And, you know, since then, uh, they had, we had more reinforcements come in and explain why. Well, that was again, I don't, we really I don't sure know. I, this was like third hand. So again, I don't know that this is a for sure, but supposedly, I don't know if you'd call it politics, but they need to have a certain amount. And I don't know if it's anywhere like this, but Cal fire supposedly needed a certain amount of people evacuated to get more reinforcements and to get more equipment. Sent here. Sent here. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily that as far as, you know, your town was under, you know, certain danger Mm -hmm. for right now, but they, I think it was a precaution to make sure that they had enough people evacuated so they could get people in. Yeah. So, and then I was telling, I was talking about this earlier. It's just so funny to me. I have a friend these people on Instagram, there's these people that have been evacuated since Wednesday, people that have lost their homes. And there's these people in, you know, I think, how far is that town? 
I think Aptos is at least 15, 20 miles away. Yeah. yeah. And they're posting, oh, so happy for our firefighters. It was a close one or I don't know, something like that. And you just kind of look at that. I was telling Brooke, I said, is it bad of me to think you're an asshole? <laughs> you know, because it just feels, because then you see all the comments on their page, you know, say, oh, you know, we're thinking of you and, and they're not even close to getting even evacuated. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like all their comments are just saying, yeah, oh, I hope, I hope you guys are safe and we're praying for you and. And all this crap, and I'm sitting here going, I've been sitting, the fire's been a couple miles above my house for, you know, four, five days. And it's still okay. So yeah. I think you're okay. So it's just funny how some people will make it about themselves. Just hi- hijack, hijacking, hijacking sympathy or, uh, and empathy yeah. from people. <laughs> <I> don't believe. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Yeah, you know. So crazy and super surreal. Like when we went back to Gina's house to get a bunch of stuff, it was like we were doing like a black op mission, (laughs) (laughs) covert mission going in, you know, trying to get what we can. And literally as we were leaving her house, there were sheriffs going through the street, the street that is one down from where she lives, knocking on doors, making sure people have left. Yeah. You can't get in. Mm -hmm. Well, even when my sisters had driven through, driving back through, I think they got pulled over three times. Mm-hmm. Just somebody asking them, why are you in this evacuation zone? Which is a good thing uh, to make sure that no one's in there looting and all yeah. that, as we were talking about before. So yeah, it's kind of a weird Armageddon ghost town craziness so going crazy. on right now. I saw the meme I showed you. It said if 2020 was a scented candle, candle and then it had a picture of a bunch of porta potties on fire. <laughs> <laughs> smells like burning shit. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so far, so good. Yeah. For me, not for other people. Sucks. And it's so crazy. Like um, some of the stuff like online or comments from people in politics. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just leave it at you that. You know, that it's kind of like, you know, just trying to p- place blame on the state for right. the fires. And right. the thing is this, it's like, I think that if you're someone that your rea- your first reaction is to just like try and shame someone sh- and like, or make it how smart and try they, to like, they were, you if know, you'd listen to them. Whatever you're saying, like talking about the situation, just immediately making it not your problem. You know what I mean? When it's like (laughs) uh, fires happen, like that's that's what happens. It's dry. Right. Um, We're not getting anywhere as a country or a city or a, a state or when people would rather find reasons why it's California's fault. You know, versus just saying, like this happened. Well, and, and what, it's what, a freak and what, thing. We never have exactly, that. Exactly, but it's like, and what? What do we need to do to make it better moving forward? Right. But it's so funny. That's just like the way I think. Uh, being pretty logical and understanding that stuff happens, and we can either learn from it and move forward, or you can sit there and dwell on it and complain, or um, 
Or you can be someone who, you know, would rather have zero responsibility and ha- and show no empathy or understanding. Zero empathy. For a massive, like for instance, we're talking about California. So a massive spa- state of all different people, hundreds and thousands of people. And it's like people are being, you know, families are losing their homes. People are completely moved out of their homes and now trying to find somewhere else to stay until further notice. And um, the fire is not every one of those people's fault. It's not, you know what I mean? It's like you have to care a bit more. About the people. Yeah. You know, everyone's just trying to, like being out here, everyone's just trying to do their best to survive. Right. And and help the people in need. And the last thing that anyone should be doing is blaming. Like how child how well, especially is right that? now, it's not about blaming, but if there's if there are other options to go over that, well, maybe maybe you should do this or should do that. It's it's kinda like if your kid falls down and they're in the hospital, right? Like something really severe mm-hmm. and the parents going, I told you not to do that <laughs> you know, like <laughs> bad timing you're on your shitty, own shitty. yeah you're on your own i've told you not to play on those stairs yeah you never listened to me so now you figure it out you figure it out because <laughs> they're on life support or something it's like what the fuck angie's list is now angie and we've heard a lot of theories about why i thought it was an eco move your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. I felt so bad for people. Now they've had more shelters open and all that. But at one point we were driving through Scotts Valley, which is the bordering town to the, the valley and what was really being evacuated first. And there are parking lots mm-hmm. full of people you know, sleeping in their cars or motorhomes or pitching tents. And it was... Well, there's people out on our on the, my street. Right. With their cars full, full of, of stuff and they've just and evacuated and they're, they're staying at a friend's yeah. house or yeah, motorhomes everywhere. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. It is crazy. But on that note, you guys, I just want to say this. The elections are coming up and mm-hmm. vote. You got to do it. You got to vote. I mean, I you can't complain. And it's like, I, and you're I'm not, not voting. And I'm not, I'm not going to say like, tell you to vote with a message of me trying to convince you to vote, you know, for one person over the other. It's more just like be involved and be, and it's like, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do that. I was telling Gina, you know, I remember growing up, like I just never really considered the fact that your vote, counted. my, I mattered yeah. in that, 
you know, and in some cases, um, there's other, a lot of other role, like other things that are happening that affect this stuff, but it's very important for us right now to do what we can to pay attention. And honestly, instead of just immediately, and I come from my family is, can be very, very, um, so can everyone's, I know some of Gina's family too, can be very defensive when they feel like what they believe is being threatened by someone else's opinion. Right. And I think for myself, I've been there, you know, when you believe something's one way and someone tries to give you a different perspective and you just shut down completely. Mm -hmm. It's like, but what I'm starting to well, I've actually known this. I'm not starting to right now, but um, I think it's very important to practice being logical, thinking logical, doing what we can to consider the fact that these different people that are in office or, you know, at a state level or whatever, if they're like elect, you know, going through elections to hold a new position or hold the same position or whatever it is, look at what is being said, look at what is being done, look at um, how they treat, you know, other, how they people. treat other people and, and stop just choosing things just based on keeping, you know, that world of politics so uh, segregated or um, polarized. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If more people just thought in a more and acted in a more logical manner with the goal that we all we all deserve to just you know (laughs) um what one we all deserve to have our country to continue to be a um, democracy democracy. and things you know i just it can feel so much easier to ignore what's happening especially if it's not directly affecting you um, and to just continue to, if it comes to voting, like just, just vote for the side that you are. But I think if you, if, if I've learned anything and I hope that you could consider that, consider this too, is you can still be with, you know, whatever party or in, you know, you want or whatever. But if you just consider the fact that when someone is speaking or there's a new voice or person, see them as a human being and don't just see them as like, that's, they must be a hundred percent perfect for this job because they're well, Republican or they're Democrat or, and then just make the correlation because you too have, you know, consider yourself Republican, Democrat, whatever. Look at them as a person, you know, and, and listen if we all continue to just vote a certain vote, way yeah, just, vote because because just because we've decided we are this, these are, these specific policies are what we want to vote for. Or just continue to vote that way because that's what you were, that's how you were raised. Well, that's a lot of what, yes. how I used to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just when someone new brings these ideas or thoughts to the table, Challenge yourself to not just immediately shut it down. Right. And that doesn't mean that you're going to agree with them. It doesn't mind. mean you have to, you agree with them. Sure. But I think that if we as people approach 
you know, conversations um, with people that we probably don't immediately agree with. But if you allow yourself to just hear them out without immediately shutting everything down and denying it and getting defensive, at least that type of act, that communication is how we can be more progressive. Just in like how we work together as a country or as, you know, groups of friends or local communities, whatever. You don't have to agree with someone. You don't have to, you know, vote for whatever it is that you don't agree with, but we will see more progress um, in our country if there can be a more open or, you know, situation where it's like, we're going to hear each other out. And we're all, you know, versus like, nope, I don't like that. I don't do that. And I'm, and I'm this, I'm, I'm Democrat or I'm Republican and I'm just voting with whoever is in that party. Because all in all, Republican, Democrat, what are all the other ones? Libertarian. Libertarian. No matter There's what more. like label someone has, they're just a human. And humans make errors and humans, you know, they're not the end all be all for like that. You don't have to, st- we don't need to stay in one fucking category. Right. I think if ignoring those titles and more just considering listening for like how each person could one maybe unite like more people and i think a lot of the problem is that people live in a bubble oh yeah 100 percent. they live in their own bubble and so when there's outcry for for change in in an area that they don't understand they kind of go well it's not my bubble mm-hmm What's going to, what's going to help me live the best life in my own bubble, which I understand wanting to protect your family or whatever your ideas are about how you want your country run. But I think that we need, as all Americans start really looking at ourselves as all Americans. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, not being so divided or, or being so unwilling to listen to somebody else's experience and to understand that that is their experience and that is valid mm-hmm. instead of saying, no, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a huge problem. But, uh, again, we have, we've chosen not to usually talk about politics just because it's just honestly, slope. well, it's not even that I have my views and I'm not ashamed to, to give my views. I just know that it's not really going to change anybody else's mind. I mean, if somebody wants to ask me, fine, but am I going to get on this platform and preach and tell everybody what I think they should do? No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's really my, uh, my responsibility to make other people believe what I believe. Yeah. So we just wanted to remind people to vote, to vote Brooke for president. Yeah. Yeah. God, that sounds like a terrible job. It does. <laughs> Neither one of us know enough about politics. No. To even, to even, oh my goodness. No, it just always, it always surprises me uh, when we're like watching something on the news or like, you know, seeing what people are saying and about stuff or about other people is like, why, how is it that more people can't just think about stuff logically? Well, and again, if you're being, if you're somebody who only follows one, one party, a lot of the news stations, one's more 
left, one's more right, and that's all you're watching. I would encourage you to watch both. I think it's really important to, again, like you were saying, not to just shut down somebody else's idea and go, no, that's not what this party's saying. Make sure that you are educating yourself on both. Yep. You know? And I think even, and, you know, not more than that, but something else that's very important is, like, don't be the kind of person that wants to assume the worst of people you don't know. And also, don't be the kind of person that's going to assume the best of people you don't know. Right. And that means, like, because obviously all we have is information that we watch on we watch on the news or we read in the news or whatever now is on social media um but you oh gotta God, you got social media posts it's crazy wanna, i just want to tell them to shut up it's so crazy yeah i think thinking logically and making more lo- like more like educational like logical responses or answers or actions to certain things is going to come from looking at, and we're talking about individuals, looking at people as a human and what actions and how they speak and how they talk and what are they focused on and are they attacking people for no reason? Are they like blame, trying just trying to like blame everyone else versus taking responsibility for their own shit? Like you look at those things, you know? And again, understanding too that- like, And still some of that happens on both sides. Yes, well, I'm saying, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about just people. Yeah. I'm not talking about one party or the candidate. other. Yeah. I'm saying we're talking about human beings. And to remind yourself that any of them are humans and people have made mistakes and you allow them to, you know, people are trying to do their best job or whatever. But just consider the fact that, you know, there's a lot more about the person that you need to consider than just, you know, jumping on a bandwagon bandwagon because there's always those, like a few big um, big word topics, like hot topics that every candidate from each each side usually has to like stand behind aggressively because that's how we can, you know, is trying to unite groups, and we need to we need to unite the people, right? You know what I mean? And it's already, you guys, I'm trying so hard to get my thoughts out, <laughs> and at the same time, I'm like, but what are your thoughts? And I'm like, no, I do know they're coming. Maybe to me. I don't have the vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to express them. That's probably about true. Yeah. Oh my I mean, gosh. It's so funny because like I'll go home and we can't get into we do not talk politics when I'm home. You know, and I <laughs> when I moved away, when I went to college, you know, and then when I moved away to California, it's so funny because some of my family members are like, you know, just think of me like I think about things differently because of where, you know, who I am now or where I live. It's like, no, (laughs) I just try and think about things more logically. And that's what my dad always taught me how to do. That's how I've, you know, I try to deal with my own ups and downs or my problems or things I need to solve is like dwelling on it, blaming someone else, ignoring it. None of that is going to help anything. And I'm not going to grow as a person from doing those things. The only thing I can do is accept the situation Think about it logically and and move forward and try to learn from it and make things better. And that's like, you know, don't just, don't just be a sheep. <laughs> don't just like jump into 
of you know a vote voting choice a choice or, or a group just because you identify yourself with that that title that group name that category you might find that that's where you fit the best with based on your beliefs and feelings and that's fine but even then you can be someone who is democrat or republican and you can still or listen to someone who has some ideas that may not you know they may not con- they may not fall into the same category as you party as you but they're still just human and they're still just in a party and having a title or you know a color or a what is it a donkey and a what's what is it <laughs> <laughs> a mascot <laughs> an elephant an elephant <laughs> they're still human they still make good and shitty decisions they still are in control of how they treat people they still you know things that they're going to want to do is going to come from what they want and it's not coming from necessarily what like that party wants you know what I mean like the party is just a color a mascot and a name and there's it what builds what makes that up is all of the people and there's a lot of like humans make mistakes there's human error you know and knowing that and understanding that I think you that should help you when you do go into you know a voting booth or when you're trying to educate yourself on all the different things that are being discussed and being voted on look at the people look at things as human as who they are who they are as a person and really look at their policies not just what they say yes yeah because if we've learned anything elections the stuff they're saying they're going to do the stuff they're staying saying they're behind that's all like yes they might but that's all a big huge show because what they're trying to do is just win votes just trying to get power they're just trying to get power and what i remind myself of all the time is like the president (laughs) they have power but it's really all of the other people that make things that really make decisions and so that's where I've understood that like the presidency election is, is very important, but do not forget about all the other elections, all the other people you're voting for, you're voting on, you know, and consider the administration that you're voting. Yeah. On. The administration and yeah. con- just consider, um, just the human life, you know, and the people that are, you know, we are putting into positions to make decisions for us as a, a country as a whole as a whole and don't get so defensive about your position or your party and then just continuing to segregate you from your friends or you from your family members we all just want to have a happier better life and we everyone deserves that you know you could write a children's book could I? <laughs> is it because I only know my vocabulary is actually yeah, yeah, that's like, a, exactly it. like a third grade reading level? No, that's what I'm <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So anyway, educate yourself. Get out there and vote. Yeah, and every life that's, matters. That's our spiel. That's it. And now I have to stop because <sighs> I'm confusing myself. <laughs> The 
Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like, it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Dua Lipa. You know, when I play my music to people who I really respect or look up to, then I hear my songs in a different perspective. Cardi B. I know what it feels like when you feel like everybody turn your back and like the only thing is because you did something wrong. Harry Styles. I feel like I'm falling more and more in love with, with making music each time I get to do it. You know these artists for their songs, videos, and epic performances. But they have so many stories beyond their fame. That's what we're here to share with you on the Spot Podcast. We sit down with some of the biggest names in music. And along the way, our guests reveal stories that even their biggest fans may have never heard before. Check out the Spout Podcast to hear famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And find out who's spouting off next wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, get the word out. And now back to the show. Um, We were going to answer a couple... Well, we were supposed to have somebody on and it got screwed up because Skype was not working. Yeah, so Cassie Lance will be on our next podcast. Yeah. Um, So I was going to read... This is actually an old one that I was flipping through and found this back from like April. Uh, Jasmine Silva, she says, dealing with critics. Mm. Oh, love them. Dealing with critics. Hi, Brooke and Gina. I love the podcast and have a few questions. How do you deal with people who think they know what's best for you? Do people criticize you saying you do too much or too little when it comes to nutrition and training or anything, I guess? (laughs) How do you ignore distractions and stick with what you know works best for you? Well, I 
You, <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, take that away. You really have to like remind yourself that. <laughs> okay. It's usually people criticizing you that are not very close to you or complete strangers, right? Mm -hmm. Like on social media. You have to remind yourself that their opinion truly doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't. They don't even know you personally. So how do, where are they coming from to have an, to be able to say something like that? To form an opinion. And form an opinion about you. Yeah. You don't even know them. Remind yourself that you're a complete stranger. <laughs> so for one, I don't give a, I don't give a crap what you think because I don't even know you. I really don't even know you. And I mean, I get it all the time and it's, it can be very upsetting sometimes. Most of the time. But if you just remind yourself that, like I do this sometimes, like, okay, this person has this opinion of me. Do you, do I know you? No. Um, do you have an incredible life and one that I really want? No. Do you have the job that I want? Do you have the, um, the happiness that I want? Like, look at what they're doing. And 10 times out of 10, they have none of those things. They really don't. Definitely not happiness because if they were truly happy and they, they were focused, they wouldn't be time to shaming criticize you, you. Yeah. and criticizing a complete stranger. Yeah. They're trying to get power and they're trying to break you down. And I just think about this. Like, do you have any of these things that I really want in my life? You don't? Then I definitely do not care what your opinion is because you would just be getting me closer to the life you have and I'm trying to move in a different direction. That makes sense? Yeah. It does. Did I hit? I had somebody, well, <laughs> it says uh, about nutrition and training. And one time I was telling somebody how I had gained 15 pounds. And she said, this is somebody, I mean, I don't really know her. And she said, oh, so you don't actually, you don't actually do what you say you do <laughs> on, on your cooking shows. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> you think that's all I eat? <laughs> that's what I make on a cooking show? <laughs> sure, do I do I try to eat well? Yes. But am I perfect? No. <laughs> it's like such it an odd odd thing to say. I always I always say this too about like social media. This People, was in person. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like uh and this would obviously could be in person too, but like for me, getting a bunch of stuff online, right? Complete strangers, but maybe they've been following me for a long time. But now it's like, you know, at first they start following you because they like, they love you, love everything you're doing. And then it's almost like as time goes on, they want to start changing you. So you fit you, into you fit, what you they thought in, you are. You fit into what who, their who wants they and are. needs are. They forget that you're just a, you're a person, yeah. you know? And they, and and they, they want to start basically like making you exactly what they want. You have to really remind yourself, like you, if you don't want that, don't do that. Because you're always, like, we're never going to be the perfect fit for everyone. I always say, I, I always say, I've said like, I'm not, um, I'm not for everyone. And it's like, I'm not everyone's flavor. Like, you have people that like with ice cream, you got, you got people that like strawberry, you, like, you have the people that like chocolate, you have people that like vanilla, you know, and you you can like whatever flavor you want and it's okay. 
Like maybe it's okay that you don't want pistachio ice cream. But Gina likes pistachio ice cream. <laughs> Vanilla shouldn't be getting mad at strawberry. No. <laughs> You're right. I should write a children's book. But for real, it's like I would say, you know, it's like I'm not everyone's flavor. And that's okay because I'm, I'm, there are other people that, you know, they like me. And whatever I'm doing is what they need and resonates with them. And if I constantly am trying to just be the perfect flavor or the perfect fit for everyone, I'm going to lose myself along the way. And it's a, my life's only, get, only going to get harder. And no one else's life is going to get harder because what are they going to do? Uh, I'm not interested in you anymore. Change the channel. Right. <laughs> Unfollow. Follow someone else. And then leave you out there like, wait, I was trying to do all these things for you. And, and you know. And, and you still don't like me? And they're like, bye. Bye, bye. <laughs> Yeah, so be be true to you. Well, and honestly, being criticized is never fun. No, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> We're not sitting here saying that every time there's a something say, saying somebody saying something critical that we're just like, eh, blow it off. No, no. There's sometimes when you're really upset about it. Dude, I mean, I get upset about it all the time. Yeah, I'll give you. I'm a, not going to change an, I'll give for you an it. Example that just happened. I posted pictures from my birthday. Uh-huh. And there's one and I'm drinking out of my horn. Oh, uh-huh. And a comment says, "What's with the chest separation?" Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote back and I said, I said, "I don't know, but one day I'll definitely ask my maker yeah. <laughs> what happened. What was up with it?" I'm sorry that you want to it's like now all of a sudden it's like <laughs> I I did something to my body. Like, I made this choice. <laughs> right. And now he wants to know why. Like, what's up with it? And it's like, hmm, did you uh, forget that I I grew up, I, I was a baby, and <laughs> I got a body, and then I grew up. But at no point did I, like, go in and be like, hey, can you shave off this little bit right here? Hey, can you actually take my sternum bone out because I don't really like it and then put a different one in? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, that's just the way my sternum is, dude. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, what a dumb question. I know. I really think the worst ones are when they're just, I don't, I don't care if somebody tries to attack my character, character, because I know who I am. Yeah. But there's certain things that I can't change. Oh, yeah. How about the guy that, the guy that said I look like Carrot Top? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked at a picture of him and I thought, oh, I see it. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Yes. I was like, huh, I can see it. <laughs> Oh, so Dude, funny! So insane! Oh my god! <laughs> no, someone just wrote sent me a direct message, and they um said that they wanted their like it was about my eyebrows. Remember? Oh, uh huh. No, On, you you put out you sent a video to Daniel and Sam about your the, eyebrows. Someone that com sent me a message talking about how I need to change my eyebrows. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember exactly what the I question was I or the comment was, but it was basically him telling me that my eyebrows were aggressive. Aggressive. That's what and it was. that I should change them. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Can't. That's my brows. Can't get new ones. Oh my God. If I tried to shave them off, they'd probably grow back in the same spot <laughs> and in the same position. Like that's just my eyebrows. It's just my eyebrows. 
you know? Oh, Crazy. boy. Oh, this was funny. So this girl, on a different note, Nicole McEl- McElroy. Hey, Brooke and Gina, I really love listening to you guys each week. You make the day much more tolerable. So tell me this. How in the hell do you keep eyelash extensions and work out? I recently had extensions added to my lashes and was in love until day three and a clump of them fell into my morning coffee and my four-year-old told me I was gross. (laughs) (laughs) The stylist said it was because I think she meant I work out too much. It says I defeat too much. I think it's work out too much and need to not do that. Okay. I'll just stop that. (laughs) Not. (laughs) I think she meant work out or maybe sweat. Could have been sweat. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's true. Yeah, no. I think, I think she did a shitty job. Yeah. And probably because I had them for years. Same. For years. You can't, uh, you can't get water on them for the first what? Day. It's been a while. I think it's like the first so maybe, 24 hours, you're not supposed to get them wet. So maybe if you were, yeah, if you were sweaty or showering or something in the first 24 hours, maybe that could have been it. But if you did, if you followed the instructions or if she gave them to you and they fell off after the third day, because I've seen Brooke really sweaty. Yeah. They don't, they don't fall off in a clump <laughs> in your coffee. Yeah. So, yeah. I think she's full of it. I think she just didn't want to give you your money back. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, your fault. You you sweat too much. Um, and I miss my eyelashes. I haven't had mine. I know. Me I've too. have had zero since not yours, mine. Since uh, quarantine first started. Oh, that's right. Was it March or May? March, March. I've had none. And I tell you what. Um. I miss them when I'm trying <laughs> to like fine. get ready or if I've, I've got a video, do video stuff or photos, but at the same time, it feels so good to rub my eyes. Oh, it's awesome. I just rub them like in the shower, just rub them <laughs> aggressively. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good feeling. And it's like, yeah, this is so awesome. And then I have to like get ready for something. And I'm like, oh, but I man. look like shit. <laughs> oh man. Oh, wish I had those. Uh, sorry, I'm yawning. Yeah. You're tired. Yeah. You're tired. Oh, oh! I was going to read this other one. Question in a short story. I don't know if I want to read her name because some of it's kind of personal. So I won't. I'll just say Victoria. Uh, hey, Brooke and Gina, love the podcast. First of all, I have been listening since the beginning and always enjoy the tangents, weird noises from Gina, and also real discussions you guys have. Well... I'm trying to to think of a noise Um, I do have a question but first I have a short story so a couple weekends ago my boyfriend and I are looking for something to pass the time in quarantine we decided to watch Ultimate Tag loved it by the way but as I was talking to him about the show I was saying how I knew who Brooke was and went through your CrossFit career and then saying all the other things you do as a business person and being in movies and all that anyway I was really talking you up and a few episodes in he says to me yeah your friend yeah so your friend's really good Like, she's a beast. You will have to tell her that for me. I realized I had talked about you like I knew you personally. (laughs) (laughs) This is so good. I have not told him that I do not know you and that you are a super famous person. But yeah, I just thought that was funny and slightly embarrassing. That is really funny. That's so funny. You can tell him that you know her. Yeah. Tell him. Thank you. We're best friends. Uh, Anyway, my question, I feel like you have touched on things like this in past episodes. This can be for 
both of you, by the way, I relate a lot to Gina's alter ego of a worst case scenario girl. How do you deal with disappointments in life and move on? Just a little backstory. I've never wanted kids, loved them, and I work with families as my job, but never wanted my own. Plot twist. I am now eight weeks pregnant and in discussion with my boyfriend. We are going to keep the baby, but I have really struggled with readjusting my vision for my life. I'm a big time planner and always thinking of what if... But this was never a what if I was planning for it. I finally have someone in my life that I am in love with. I've figured out how to balance my obsession with work and being able to be in a relationship also. But yeah, I'll save all the details for my therapist. (laughs) But I know you both have overcome changes in your life and I wanted to see how you can get your mind around it. Thanks. I love, oh, that's not her name. It's a different name at the top of the, her name is Tori. I love the podcast, Tori. She's on somebody else's email. (laughs) Um, how do you deal with disappointments? How do you? I've just stayed disappointed. (laughs) No. Um, I think that I just, when something shitty happens or something that you didn't think was going to happen or your life does look different, you have to just keep reminding yourself that this is going to sound so dumb that it's okay. Problem solved. No, it's it's almost like those personal affirmations in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You're good enough. You're strong enough. And gosh darn, people like you. <laughs> you, know, you just keep reminding yourself, well, if things aren't going the way that I wanted them to, you have to let go of that first, which can be hard. Mm-hmm. I didn't see myself as being divorced. I thought that was going to be forever. And I'm glad that it's not now. And we talked about disappointment before and going through the firsts and all of that. But I think it's your mindset, which also sounds so easy because when you're in that deep, dark place, it's very hard to remind yourself to be positive. Mm -hmm. But I think that if you continually on a daily basis remind yourself that things aren't going to look the way that you wanted them to, but different is okay. Because I know a lot of people that are very set in their ways. Mm -hmm. And I have been also. And I think that if I just continue to remind myself that this is not the way I saw it, that's okay. Doesn't mean that it has to be bad going forward. Doesn't have to be dismal and terrible. So that's, I mean, for me, it's just a day-to-day thing. Yeah. And then you realize one day like, oh, it's not so bad anymore. Yeah. So I wish I could be more specific or have some magic words, but that's, I mean, that's all it's been for me. Yeah. I think that, um, it's probably too, like for me, uh, feeling like things are out of your control, Mm -hmm. um, is very daunting because especially if you're someone who it's like, you want to take action, right? Like if it's like a, or for this person who's a planner, Yes, a plan. You you has a plan. you've planned and written everything out, and now something is like happening that you never hijacked it. You hijacked your plan. Um, for me, when things are you know dis- disappointing or certain things happen that are can feel like devastating or you wasn't planned that way, um, you have to find. You really have to focus on trying to find a way to change your perspective on it. For instance, I can give you an example. Uh, the year that I was training for the CrossFit Games, it was right before I had to have spine, uh, my cervical spine fused. I was so ready to compete. 
you know, I had already had disappointments and I had like gone through lots of up and downs and I was still going through stuff, but I just had, you know, I was very excited to move forward. And, you know, I found out that I had to get my neck fused um, and I had to, I couldn't compete. And it's like, it's so, it's like such a thing that for a lot of people, if they're never, you know, lived a competitive sport or it might be hard to understand like why it affected me so, like so deeply. Um, but I had trained every day for that. It was my life. It was my livelihood. It was, um, there was more wrapped into it. It was like, I was, I was so excited for that year cause I was going to prove something to myself, but I was going to prove it to the people that were, you know, the naysayers or, and I, and I didn't get a chance. I didn't get an opportunity and I just had to be done. Like you just can't compete this year. Not only that, but we're gonna have to go fuse your neck and then, you know, you're starting over. You have to start over. And I was devastated. I mean, just emo- an emotional wreck <laughs> from February through June. Well, really through like July. Yeah. Um, and so what I had to start doing is like, I didn't get, I had surgery March 31st, 2017. And then I didn't even work out until I wasn't even back to doing a little bit more intensity until September. And then I had to deal with so much of like when I was getting back to training, I could not do the things that I could do before. Even like the simplest skill. Um, I couldn't, you know, with like deadlifts or like a weightlifting thing, what I would normally be able to do sets like sets of five to 10 reps with, I could barely do for one because I'd had so much spinal cord damage and it was, it, that was devastating, you know? And I was just, it was really easy to see because like that was completely out of my control. My injury was out of my control. Um, there wasn't anything I could do right away to fix it or change it. And it wasn't until I was, able to get back in the gym even a little bit was I now able to find some relief um, and comfort in the fact that like now every day I do something I'm working towards being better right fixing the problem now some now I do have some control but I had to change the way I was looking at my training uh, and the way that I was reflecting on my training because it was very easy to just be so upset because I was so to myself I was so far away from the athlete that I was like things were not even close. Like I was starting completely over and that was devastating to know what it felt like, what it, what it looked like, what like it literally every, knowing every single thing, every feeling, every, what it looked like visually um, to be a CrossFit games athlete and to know that, but my body not being able to do any of those things and be so feel like I was so far behind and I had so much ground to make up, you know, and what I had to do is actually change the way I looked at it and the way I viewed it and consider it like this, you know, a big part of, I would say, um, a big reason why my, myself or my brand or whatever kept growing past my rookie year uh, at the CrossFit Games in 2015 was being, um, what's the word, Uh, relatable to people. And so I started looking at as my recovery as like this uh, once in a lifetime opportunity 
to become even more relatable to people because I got to, I had the chance to experience my firsts in training and in competition again, which normally when you start doing a sport, like say you start doing cross, like once you get your first pull-up, you can do pull-ups now. Once you do your first handstand, well, now you can do handstands. Once you do your first muscle up, like, yeah, I got my first one. And now you just start doing more and more again. But you never get to, you never have your first muscle up ever again. You know, you never have your first pull up again. And you just keep getting better. So what I got to do is experience those firsts again. Experience what it feels like to just want something so bad, but my body just isn't responding. And that, I think, helped me a lot because I knew that long term, the influence and the what positive influence I could have for a bigger group of people could become more powerful because now I really can relate to you even more, you know, and, and, and that was, that helped me get through the disappointment of having to accept the reality that my career as a competitive athlete was just not, it's just never going to be what it was. You know, and you really do have to try to find positives in the things that feel so negative. And you can. You just have to sort of step outside the situation, be logical about it, and try not to allow yourself to just think of everything like glass half empty. Mm -hmm. You really do. And... I think that really when, is a choice. A lot of people don't think that it is. It's not ingrained in you. And, Whether, it, and it doesn't mean that it's bad if you do consider the worst first. Sure. As long as you, you know, allow yourself to, like my coach used to tell me this, like if I, you know, did poorly at, in an event, um, he'd say, you are allowed to feel upset for like five more minutes, but then you got to, we got to move on and look look towards the next event because continuing to dwell on this it is not going to do you any good right you know and so you you know feel the feelings that you're having but then start considering all right what am I going to do to make this a good thing for me because this is it you know it's like I didn't plan on having a baby this is a terrifying situation experience and Sometimes those experiences, though, the ones that scare you the most, they're the ones that become the thing that, you know, changes you the most for the better. Well, and having, I can imagine that not planning on getting pregnant and then getting pregnant and then, I mean, I've been there. Oh, yeah, you have. (laughs) (laughs) Is terrifying. Uh, And it's still terrifying while you're pregnant. But uh, as soon as you have that baby, your whole, yes, your whole world is going to change, but in such a wonderful way that you're going to automatically feel okay about it. It really is an automatic thing. Ah, There'll be times when the baby's being a real turd (laughs) or not letting you sleep or whatever that you may have gone back to thinking about those days before kids, but a sister of mine didn't want to have kids either. And she got married and she had told her husband knew it. And he finally got her to agree to one. And she waited until she was, I think she was 38 
when she finally got pregnant with my nephew. And the whole time she just thought, I'm going to be a terrible mother. I don't even really like kids. She really didn't. My kids bugged the shit out of her when they were little. (laughs) (laughs) And she was a great aunt, but she really just didn't want to have kids. And so she got pregnant. And even during that time, she was like, I don't, I really don't think I'm going to be a good mom. And I said, Michaela, you're going to be an amazing mom. You really are. And she had Echo, my little nephew, and was so instantly in love. You guys, she's like the best mom ever. And she, I don't think there's ever been a time where she thought, man, I wish I hadn't done that. You know, yeah. yeah, she is just such a great mom. And I think a part of her was even feeling like, I wish I would have done this earlier so that I could have had the option. You know, she felt she was older to have had the option to have another one because she just loved motherhood so much. And that's somebody, believe me, she did not want to be a mom. That was not her goal. So I can understand the, the scariness of that, but you're going to have he or she a little nugget and you're just going to fall in love and you're not going to be able to imagine your life without it. It. (laughs) So you're going to be just fine, Tori. So, yeah, well, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, well guys, thanks again for tuning in and listening. Yeah. Tuning in. Is that, is that a thing? Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Are we on the airwaves? (laughs) Remember to rate, rate review, review, subscribe, five star rating, five star, five star warning. And we'll talk to you next we'll week. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.